welcome tonight. We thank God tonight. Welcome here and welcome online. We thank God. You may be seated if you can. I want you to go to Acts. Um, we're going to go to the Acts 9, and we're going to read quite a bit of Scripture, 1 through 9. We have been in a topic, planted in pursuit. Planted in pursuit. How many of you know it's good to be planted while you're in pursuit towards what God is calling you? And we're learning that, in a, in a better terms, we're learning the articulation agreement of God's divine order, God's divine plan. When you go to college, there's an articulation agreement that you have to pass a certain amount of classes to get the, amount, the degree that you're looking for, to go serve what you're called to serve. So there's an articulation agreement in heaven. There's an articulation agreement um, in alignment with the ordinance that governed God's government. How many of you know there's an articulation agreement? So there's, in the articulation agreement of heaven, God requires elements of understanding, elements of, of knowledge, elements of alignment that helps us to go forward in all that he's calling us to do. How many of you love Jesus? Come on, if you love Jesus and we're called to go do what he called us to do, we want to do that in the best and proper way that we can. You never want to go beyond the grace capacity that God gives you. You never want to go what? Beyond the grace capacity that God gives you. Okay? So I want to be in the right place at the right time with the right grace space that he's given me. Where you are right now, what God has given you, you have a grace sp space, which God has given you a grace place for. You have the ability, by the grace that God has given you already, to do what you can call to do. do are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You have the ability to do what God calling you to do in the now. You're not without the grace that he's given you. We're awakening to the grace. But, but based on the space that God has given you, you have the ability to operate based on what he's given you already. How many of you know he's given you a portion of faith? And if he's given you a portion of faith, he's given you a portion of grace to operate that faith through. All right? So we're learning to live in the grace capacity that God has given us to live from. Somebody say grace capacity. The issue with this generation and in, in, in the body, we're learning how to get out of the letter and come into the realms of the spirit. Learning to live from the spirit is different from learning to live from the letter. Jesus said, I put my word, I put my laws in your inward parts. Now you have to learn from the live within, from within, without. Old Testament, you learn to live out, outside. You, you, there, there were uh, rules and regulations that you had to align by so you can make sure that you accept it. But now God is saying, I put myself, I put my spirit, my laws, in your inward part. So you got to learn how to be governed within. Somebody say learn to be governed within. So when we're talking about planning the pursuit, I want to talk about divine maturation, impartation. Divine maturation. So there's a process for impartation. And I, and I pray that all my ministers hear this message. If you, I hope you're online. And anybody who's going into ministry, because you're going to need this. God is shifting a couple of things. Somebody say there's a shift. You know, one of the things about pastoring is you have that pastor heart thing sometimes. So 
you, you, you give allowance where a lot of times when you go into different areas of the body, there's not always that allowance. But there's a place where we have to realize we got to step up into what God is calling us to step up into. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Because the reality of it is, even with the allowance of the mess ups and all the things that we know God might be calling us into, nobody qualifies for the next realm because we're nice. All right. Nobody qualifies to, to, to be appointed or anointed or do all those things because you just, you know, you are, you, you are pleased and the pastor liked you and, you know, you became, it, it doesn't work like that. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So there's an articulation agreement that governs next level movement. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So no matter how nice we are, no matter how we, we become friends and fellowship, if we don't know how to be governed by the spirit for next level movement, we, we don't pass the test, the trial run for next level extension. Does that make sense? Because it's not good for us to move ahead without the proper alignments that God has aligned us to be in. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So God has awakened me. I got a new fire. Y'all ready? And there's a new fire of the divine alignment. Because there's been some missteps that God is going to reorder. For God to do what he wants to do with the body, we have to learn how to do it right the first time. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Somebody say do it right the first time. And the problem is we've been motivated and manipulated and ostracized in thinking that the growth processes, see, growth, 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 being pro progressual. How many of y'all heard me say don't, don't seek progress, seek principle? All right. <laughs> see? Because, see, if you, you, you only look at the progress of things, you've got to now define what is divine pro progress and what is not divine progress. All right, let's give examples. All right, y'all ready? If we weigh the body, the, the, if we go down the line of churches in DFW area and I look at the church and we are tested for maturity based on biblical exegesis of alignment. If we're tested on what? Maturity. Based on biblical exegesis of divine alignment. I have to ask myself, how many people will pass if I sit their ministers down, if we sit the pastors down, if we sit every alignment down? I'm not looking at the growth yet. I'm looking at the maturity. If we sit each one of them down and God looked out and said, let me see if it qualifies for what I qualify. How many of you know, how many of you think that, how many of you think we'll get 50 out of 50? All right, how many, come on, all right, some of y'all think 100 out of 100. How many of you think we'll get 40 out of, 40 out of 80, 40 out of 60? Come on, come on out there, y'all playing with me. How, how many of you think you'll get, all right, at least 20%. At least, all right, we can go at least 15, 10. Now, I'm talking about, no, 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 hold on. I'm not talking about the stuff, see, you, you, we used to. I'm talking about when we go down biblical alignment and divine order of what leadership look, should look like, 
What presbytery should be governed by? What saints should, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I'm not talking about the stuff you used to, one man be the, the, the promoter of the everything, and, and there is no real prophetic unctions, there is no real pastoral unctions, there is no real aligning factors of the body. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So how much of that will pass the articulation agreement of divine order? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Now I'm not looking at y'all like I don't want to get no answer. I don't know, Pastor. You just stay out there with that. We can say they're not many. It's not much. And, and so we have to identify what is a, a approval to God and, and what's approval to man. One of the things when you're walking with God, you've got to get the man approval out of you. Tell somebody God is getting that man thing out of me. Even though he calls me to submit to men. See, all right. See, God has to get that approval element out of you. So you can properly align with his body and conjoint with him and then submission to the body to man. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? All right, let me stay on topic here. Are y'all staying with me for a second? All right. No, let's read. Then Saul, still breathing, threats and murders against the disciples. This is Acts 9, 1 through 9. Then Saul, still breathing, threats and murders against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from them in the synagogues of Damascus, so that if found any who were on, of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell on the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? Isn't that something? You're going to do what the Lord said, and he, he's finding out who is the Lord. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the gods. So he trembled and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the city, and you will be told what, to, must you, what, what you must do. And the man journeyed with him, stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Hearing the voice, but what? Seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were open, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. All right, so we're talking about what? Divine masqueration preparation for impartation. So I want to help you understand impartation. The preparation for what? For you to understand the preparation of impartation, you've got to break away from self-autonomy. The belief system that you can do what you want to do, how you want to do it, when you want to do it, by yourself. Okay, the first element of understanding impartation, which is an elementary principle, which we're going to get to, is there is no self church. We are the body of Christ. Somebody say we are. That's a we, not I. I'm not the body. We are the body. All right. And God has divined the body in such that we uh, he, he gave us such weaknesses that we cannot do without each other. 
He gave us such. How many of y'all thank God for the strengths that he gave you? All right, but what about the weaknesses he gave you? See, we don't think about that he allowed you to have weaknesses because he provides the strength patterns, all right? He provides the strength patterns. And there are only strengths that can come by way of the body, all right? So which means we got to learn how to love each other, learn how to submit one to another, learn how to come into divine alignment in, 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 in the way that God has established it, all right? Now, it's interesting. Now, I want you all to look at Saul, who became Paul, thought he was going to do something for God. He thought he was doing what? But he was persecuting God. Sometimes we can be on our way thinking we're doing something for God, but we're persecuting God. Come on, I used to be a Pharisee too. Sometimes you can be on your way thinking you're going to do God, and yet God is saying, hey, what are you doing? So God wants us to understand there is a processual that governs divine alignment. There's a processual that governs your divine alignment assignment. Somebody say, I have a divine alignment assignment. And within that divine alignment assignment, there is alignment. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Now, I want you to understand. Now, the Bible, the Bible is saying, number one, I want you to understand something. You must have divine identification. Where are you? Write that down. Divine identification. Where am I? I got to know where am I. Where, where am I? Okay? Because when I can identify where I am, now I can know where I'm not. All right? So I have to identify. All right? When, when Saul said, Saul, uh, then he fell to the ground. And he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He said, who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? He's saying, Lord, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to find out, hold on, who are you? Because I don't know where I'm at if that's who you are. I'm, I thought I knew what I was doing, know where I was going, but shoot, who are you? I'm the one that you are persecuting. Okay. Because you're going into an assignment that you don't have license for. You're going into an assignment that you don't understand divine alignment for. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So now I'm going to get, we're going to get into impartation. Somebody say impartation. The average, the average place have a pure understanding of impartation. Yet impartation was meant for the believers to gain access to different, uh, 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 different elements of, of acceleration in the body. How many of you know that God has given you the ability to have acceleration? Even if you didn't have the grace for it, God can give you the ability through impartation to have acceleration. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And, and so it takes a mature person to understand how to align someone with divine acceleration. All right? But I want you to understand the preparation for acceleration. How many of you know that God can accelerate your life? Yeah. See, I, I'm, I am a res representative of acceleration. Because I'm a representative of importation. And when you know the pattern, you don't stop. 
And, and, and so God wants his church to understand, I didn't call you to go the way the world called you to go. You don't have to do it that way. I have a way that I've called you to go. Come on, he has a way that he's calling you to go. You don't have to do it that way. Whether you stop or not, I'm going to make sure that I stay in acceleration. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So when we're living out of the commonality of carnality in the way the world works, it's showing that we don't understand the principles that govern the, our divine alignment assignment. Okay? Because you're, you're having to walk the same roads that the world is walking, doing it the way they're doing it. And God is saying, hold on, who am I? I have a way, I have a truth, and I have a life that I'm calling you to live. Can you say amen? So I want you to understand. There, see, the problem is we live in a, a world that don't honor impartation. Because of the rebellion and the, the issues that's going on in the house. The Bible says he got to correct the house. Why? Because we got so many things. When he checked on the churches, I have this against you. I have that against you. Uh, lay hands on no man suddenly. We're going to read that too. Why, why is God setting that up? He's saying there's a way that I run my church. There's a way. It's his church. How many of you know he's the God of the harvest? How many of you know you want to fill seats up, but he's God of the harvest? <laughs> See, you've got to understand God's perspective. Because if you facilitate, facilitate a system that is not conducive to the way that God builds. See, the problem today, I want you to hear me. The problem we're having today is we have to guesstimate. We, we don't know. We, we want things without the right process. This is why, because the things that we qualify based on what we see. And nobody's asking the question, the system that's governed behind what we see. Because when, you, when, you're, when you're talking about establishing God's way of, ex, uh, of establishing his church, there's a, a proper way to do that. Can y'all say amen? So I want you to understand, and, and, and listen, I got to break the, the, the bounds of control off of your mind. Because, see, in the church today, when people hear order or alignment or, uh, or, or submission, by default, you usually our mind goes to control. But the fact that your mind go to control shows that you've probably been under unhealthy leadership. You've probably been under what? Unhealthy or illegitimate lines of submission. A legitimate line of submission teaches you in such a way that you understand that you have the liberty and freedom to your submission in the, best, in the way you want to, but you're going to desire submission. So they build a desire of submission. And the submission is to God first. Okay? The submission is to who? God first. Because I don't want to tell you nothing that you don't have a commitment to God first. In fact, it's illegal to give you something beyond your commitment to God. Unless you have leverage with that person, with you. Does that make sense? But for you to walk with someone and tell them, hey, all right, it's time for you to stop that. All right? That person has to know that that's from God. All right? So I want y'all to understand 
impartation. All right? I want you to go real quick to 1 Timothy 4, 13. Now, I want you to understand there are internal importations and there are external importations. All right? There are internal importations, there are external importations, and I'll explain that later. But I want you to go to 1 Timothy 4, 13 through, 13 through 14. Somebody read that for me. You can stop right there. Till I come, give attention. Till I come, give attention to what? Reading, exhortation, and doctrine. Now, what is he telling? What is Paul telling Timothy? Till I come, this is what I need you to focus on. What? Give attention to reading, exhortation, and doctrine. And do not neglect the gift that was what? That is in thee, which was given to thee by prophecy, which means there was an impartation through prophecy. All right. There was an impartation through what? Prophecy. Watch this. With the laying on of hands. Of who? Not of anyone. Of who? Of the presbytery, of the eldership. Uh, the King James said the presbytery, the eldership. So not anybody through those who have been tried and tested, which he told you to follow after those with faith and patience has in, in, in endured and, and uh, um, inherited the promise. So God is saying, uh, Paul is telling Timothy, hey, give attention to these things and don't neglect what has the gift that has been given into you. By the laying on of hands, which means although you have certain things that you have administered, there are things that are going to be given to you by the laying on of hands. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? There are things that you, watch this, you can be called to, but you cannot come to unless you meet the man that God is calling you to. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I, I, this might be a little too much. I might have to rewind this Sunday. Because I need y'all, you, 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 see, you have to understand these lines of alignment. Because we, we've gotten too free in the church. We, we, we do, it, it's, it's so much liberty that we have no expectation for nothing that God wants to do or done. You're, we have in our mind what Sunday going to look like. You have your mind what Wednesday going to look like. There's no expectation. And God is saying there's something wrong because we become a people of consumption for our promise, our self-autonomized government. So we only get to govern ourselves. 
And we're not understanding that God is saying, hold on, I have a proper line that I'm wanting you to learn to, to, to articulate and demonstrate so you can continue to stay accelerating. Y'all hear what I'm saying? God's processes are protection. God's processes are for the promise. God's process is for your good. How many of y'all know that? So uh, I want you to understand, he's, he's saying here, uh, Timothy, I need you to understand. Give attention to reading, exhortation, and doctrine. So these things are very important. Somebody say they're important. Do not neglect the gift that is given to thee, that was given through prophecy and the laying on of hands. Somebody say laying on of hands. Which means there are gifts that God wants to impart into you through the laying on of hands, through the presbytery. But there's a preparation for the impartation. Which means some of us should be, some of us should be properly aligned for impartation. The problem is our character is not still in order. Can, can I be, can, can, are y'all ready? Jesus, I might have to put a, a, a radio back there. Y'all ready? <laughs> See, the problem is, sometimes God wants to bring an impartation. How many of you want the church to grow? How many of y'all know the church? How many of you want the church to grow healthy? So everybody, all right, everybody in your mind, I want you to think, what does a healthy church look like? Y'all ready? Go. Think about it. Come on, think about it. Because, see, we get excited, and, man, we want a healthy church, and you find something that looks like it. But we, everybody want a healthy church and want it like this, and it got to be like that, and got to be like that. But when it comes to submission, you're not a part of it. So the church I might be looking for, I might be supposed to be a part of that maturity. I knew it did. Could it be what I'm looking for is in me? Because, see, the infrastructure that God is looking for, come on, tonight is a government night. Y'all all right? I'm sorry, I didn't bring a, a quick, I didn't bring quick noodles tonight. <laughs> I didn't bring the Happy Meal. Y'all ready? Come on, it's a government night. All right? It's an ambassador's night. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't tell y'all on, 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 the, on, the, on, on your way here. I didn't want you to stay home. It's an ambassador's night, so we're going to go deep a little bit, all right? Now, I, I want you to understand, see, we, we want the infrastructure of the freedom that we read in the Bible. But you have to understand that freedom and that liberty came through a grace capacity that was orchestrated, divine alignment, assignments, and, 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 and congruent with God's order and ordinance. Because he's given authority to the body, not individuals, but individuals within the body. Are y'all catching? So God looks at such of an infrastructure that he has to set up through maturity of the body. Okay? And see, the, the problem is, the cracks is what's been masquerading through the church, and that's why we got church gangsters. Even though you like the pastor, the gangsters done took out the, the other members. 
prophet liars done took out the other member. Why? Because you, you got one set of it right, but the infrastructure wasn't established properly. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So we have to understand that God is establishing an infrastructure that needs the, those who understand the ability of divine government, divine ordinance that governs capacity uh, for impartation. See, I'm talking about some, the, the capacity for impartation. Well, we can look at the infrastructures of solical development in individuals and say, we, need, we have a need over here. I'm going to lay my hands on you. God is going to give you the spirit of wisdom to navigate the realm because your infrastructure can hold the realm. All right. Y'all catching me? Your infrastructure can hold the realm. So you didn't need to be a pastor to do it. God looked at the preparation of the solical development and say, lay hands on that one. He, they're going to help you with the work. That one, go, it, they have the infrastructure to not be broken through the process. Moses, see, Moses was quarreling one day. He, he, had, he had to prophesy to the whole Israel. He learned prophetic unctions, God speaking to him. But he only one man. Now it's interesting because see, God didn't, wasn't going to change it until he was complaining. Oh, see, you don't know what you can do with one, one man also. The power of a man, the power even of yourself, you don't know what your stance can do to your family. Y'all missing. You don't understand what your, just your one man can do to the infrastructure of a whole generation. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? See, you got to learn to, see, people should be a byproduct of your standing. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Which means one can reach a thousand. Jesus. So there's a grace capacity that God alleviates to, uh, to spill out on the lives of people just because one person learned how to, to build in the infrastructure of the ordinance of God. Can y'all hear what I'm saying? So I want you to understand when we're talking about impartation, God is looking for something that he can impart to. He, he, men of God look for men that they can impart to. The problem is if believers are not prepared in the, in the confines of their solical development, and they're still showing signs of immaturity, illegitimate um, isolation, illegitimate uh, uh, arenas. It's not healthy to impart to them pre-time. Well, I've been there for 10 years and we've been friends. What does that have to do with God's ordinance? I told y'all we came to government meeting this morning, tonight, right? All right, glory to God. I should have bought some donuts or something. <laughs> some Krispy Kremes or something. Next time, pick up the Krispy Kreme donut. <laughs> Maybe some cocoa. Glory to God. Y'all all right out there? Amen. Y'all learning something? Oh, I, I feel something is wake, awakening in you. Yeah. yeah. See, he's getting you prepared for something. 
So don't handle, don't handle your weaknesses wrong. Yo, uh, you, you, hear me. Don't, see, your weaknesses are to facilitate the grace of God. I'm telling you something. See, because you might mistakenly think that the devil is the one that orchestrates all weaknesses. That's a lie. No, 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 no. See, some of those, God is saying, I'm looking to see how you operate in your submission process. Your submission to me and your submission to those who I sent. Jesus, I knew this was going to be a tough night. I, I, I tried to do a little fasting and pray. Y'all catching me? See, I'm y'all catching. I'm going to laugh a little bit. To just, it helps it go down just a little better. You have to realize that God is trying to get something out of you, something into you, something through you. So I want you to understand, go, go to Romans real quick. No, 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 Hebrews 6. Go to Hebrews 6, 1 through 2. Oh, glory. Somebody say he's building you, he's building you. I'm going to have all my ministers go back to this. We need this. How many of y'all know we need this? You, you, we need this. You, you have to understand what God is doing. He wants to impart into you. He, see, many of us are waiting for impartations. We're waiting for prophecies. We're waiting for titles. We're wait and the problem is, through the confines of your pain, you're not getting the victory. Oh, Glory. Through the confines of your weaknesses, you're not learning how to get the victory. And it's not building the infrastructure strong enough for the impartation. When God pours a wine, he needs the wineskin to be able to handle. Hey, shy. He needs the wineskin to handle the ability of the capacity what he wants to pour. Can your wineskin handle the capacity of what he wants to pour? Or are we going to keep telling them no when we want to, but we come and wait at the altar for the next impartation? This generation, see, see, the adversary knows. See, this is why God told you, do not walk by them. See, them eyes is what keep getting you. Don't walk by sight. Walk by faith. Don't, in fact, the Bible says when he gave you the seven spirits, seven spirits of God, he said, listen, we do not judge by the hearing of our ears nor the sight of our eyes, which means there's an impartation that has governmental judgment. I can hear and listen to somebody without my eyes closed and based on the government that's inside of me, it will start bringing judgment. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And God is putting different governmental elements within you that's purity in the heart of God. The pure in heart shall see the Lord. The pure in heart shall what? He opens those eyes. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? So I want you to understand that God is as an infrastructure a bill. <laughs> Somebody say an infrastructure bill. This dude must be in government somewhere. Yeah, he got an infrastructure bill. He's trying to, he, he, he passed it already. But he's looking where he can put the payment. He, he wants to put the payment in the infrastructure bill that he's already passed. He, he's passed an infrastructure bill. He's looking for the infrastructure for something that he can impart into. 
Can y'all say amen? See, when you have the infrastructure, men will start pointing you out. I, I want y'all to hear me this year. See, you don't have to force ministry. See, when people force ministry, it's, a, it's already an out, uh, it, it already proves that they don't understand the infrastructure. Jesus said, you are the light of the world, a city set on the... That nobody can, nobody can cover it. Wait. So I don't have to go try to make my light shine. He said, it's already going to shine where you don't, nobody can't cover it. So by default, ministry expression is going to be abroad. Well, you're going to be trying to cover it. Jesus, just hide me just a little longer. <laughs> Y'all never seen a minister hide himself, Jesus. I didn't need some breaking. <laughs> See, you, you, you. <laughs> You, you, you have to understand that God is trying to do something. When you mature as he called you to mature, you don't have to force the building structure. By default, you start to fit into place. Somebody say, I'm just preparing for, to fit in place. Yeah, you, you learn to fit in place. When you're in the right hand, see, this is, uh, this is the next level. You've got to be in the right hands. See, the issue is we, we have to know what the right hands are. Because even if God has the infrastructure bill and you're in the wrong hands, the problem is you have an expectation that's due that will not, will not be paid. And what's built inside could, could not fit the reality of what God might be trying to establish. Because now whatever was poured in that line has, has, has produced certain elements that's not congruent with the ordinance of the government of God. So by default, the expectation could be in wrong alignment and expectation. When God is saying, it's not so that you have to wait a long time and start over. All I'm looking for you is to learn to start to submit and say yes. Come on, somebody, say, say yes. Just say yes. Learn to submit and learn to say yes. Learn to stop telling God what you're going to do. How many of y'all know we have that thing that we tell God, I ain't doing it? I ain't. See, see, most of that comes through the process that was supposed to build you in the, the confines of the strength capacity that you're supposed to be learning in. What did I just say? That you're supposed to be learning in. See, you got to, there's a, there's a course class of correction that needs to come through the Holy Spirit. There's a course class by Holy Spirit. See, once you hear the man, now you qualify, you qualify. Don't mean that you always to take it. So, for example, how many of y'all hear good messages? Hallelujah. It's up to you to say yes to the message. Now, if you say yes, you actually can go through the course with, excuse me, with Holy Spirit now. 
But that don't mean everybody say yes. That's why they lost. They lost the message. It fell by the wayside. It was choked out by the cares of this life. This is, all right, Jesus. Mm. Uh, Y'all all right tonight? You know, I'm pushing back because th that government thing on me tonight. I, I really want to hit straight, just straight. See, th this is why to a mature man, every message don't motivate him. I didn't say it was a wrong message, a bad message, or wasn't an inspiring message. But see, there's a point when you learn to live by Holy Spirit that you don't need that type of inspiration. You don't need what? Because see, that type of inspiration are for those who are babes. That's cycling. They cycle, but they need excitement to get back to the cycle and excitement again to get back. See, because nobody's giving them the principles to govern the strength to stand long enough to say God is. So even if I excite you in, your, in where you are, but I don't give you the processual that governs the strength. Because see, the excitement don't say I got to go through it. All right, Jesus. The excitement don't say that I'm going to have to stand and know he's God. The excitement just say he's going to bring it. <laughs> the excitement tell me he's going to bring it. He's going to make it through. You're going to make it through. He, and see, that's a shortcoming of the process of growth. Because there's areas of growth God ain't making nothing through. He's building you to go through. Oh, see, that is not encouraging. To, see, see, that don't sound right. To, to, to those who just want it, want it. So I'm not saying it's a bad message. I'm not saying it's not an empower, it, it excite me too. But there's points that you don't need excitement. You need government. You need to understand what are the laws that govern this thing. What, what do I need from God to stand to know he's God through this? Don't excite me to run away. Excite me to go through. The devil will flee. It doesn't matter if he flee or not. I'm here. He's not fleeing because I'm scared of it. He's fleeing because I came here. And I came with the capacity of strength to stand and know he's God. We have a recipe for disaster. And the way the recipe works, we come to church. We get the word, we go home to live our own personal life. And when it doesn't fit our own personal life, we're not interested. Because if you get too personal with us to go through the process of the government entities that God is calling for, it gets too personal. I would rather sit 10 years doing my gift, but my family is dying. Doing my gift, but my marriage is dying. Doing my gift, but, 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 see, see, that's an infrastructure of failure. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? He said, know them who labor among, if your family is failing, no, we're going to sit down and wait till it gets right. We don't just let it fail while you be a good choir member, while you good, be a good minister. It don't work like that. Tell somebody it don't work like that. It doesn't work like that. How are you going to tell me he's a good God, but he's letting my family fail while I do his work? See, this is the bitterness that really was going on in our hearts. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So you don't know people's hearts are sick. 
We're sick. We, we're sick. We're sick. God, I don't understand this. I'm doing what you're telling me to do, but I'm, I, I don't understand how to do, do this stuff because somebody didn't orchestrate the proper government lines to help you understand how to facilitate where God is taking you. So don't even make it, per tell somebody, don't be too personal. Don't be too per Nobody's harming you or hurting you. Nobody's fussing at you. But we want to make sure that you have what you need for your protection, for your good, so that we can make sure you're healthy for where you're going. Can you say amen? This is Bible study. I'm going to open up the line. Amen. Ah, glory. I'm going to have to pull this, pull this thing out again. Glory. I, 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 my other facilitator, I don't know where he went today. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Jesus, I don't even want to move from here. So you have to understand. What scripture did I tell you to go to? Hebrews. Did I read it yet? All right. Glory, I'm still on the second scripture. What time it is? Oh, glory. Y'all catching? All right, as long as you're catching, glory. I got three pages, but we'll get to one. <laughs> All right, somebody read uh, Hebrews um, 6. One, go, tell you what, for the sake of time, I'm going to read it. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles, I'm reading New King James Version, the elementary principles of Christ, let us go into perfection. Isn't that something? We leave the elementary what? Hold on. You're telling me to leave the principles. Oh, leave elementary. Oh, so we're supposed to leave it. But we're still in it. <laughs> now, we did that test in the beginning, right? I told y'all if I sat down every church and tested their leaders, you know where I'm starting? I'm not going to high school first. So I'm going to test whether they under, do they understand the elementary principle. Okay, give me, give, give me the principles that govern the laying on of hands. Give me the principles that govern faith towards God. Can you hear when somebody's speaking faith of themselves through motivation or is it towards God? Can you read that? The average believer don't read it. Somebody can be talking, 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 and I just hear, you're not talking about faith. You're saying faith. That's not faith. See, this is why we don't understand ministry is complex. You can't hear by the listening of your ear. You got to learn how to hear by the Spirit. Somebody say by the Spirit. If you're not hearing by the Spirit, you're running away because somebody gave you words out of the Bible. And Jesus said, don't hear like that. We don't hear. We don't listen like that. We test us, but you can't test the spirit you're not governed by. Yeah. <laughs> Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So the government in you has to be established in growth capacity. So now when you're hearing a believer or an unbeliever, you can navigate through the government within you and put things in right order. Can you say, man, it's not about judging them wrong and all. Get out of that. That's, that, that's foolery. That, we don't play those games. We, we, we don't have to talk about that. Oh, you know what I'm saying? We do it because we love each other. We do it because we're building each other. This is for your good. This is not to hurt nobody, talk about nobody, take you out of ministry, all that craziness. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? 
It's to help you learn to build and establish the governing tools that God is calling you to so you can be mature and leaving the elementary principles onto maturity. Leaving the discussion of what? Is that what your Bible says? The elementary principles of Christ let us go into what? Wait, before we can go to perfection, we've got to leave elementary? We've got to leave the elementary principles that govern the perfection. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So when you establish the elementary principles, you already have the foundations you need to grow up in the other grades. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? See, when my teachers try to come get me about any academics, when math and stuff, see, that's my wife's area. She have foundational government there. I know. So, and I better be careful because my son's starting to, starting to catch up. <laughs> starting to find out something about me. <laughs> so I'm going to be in, in my bed learning some math equations. Boy, sit down with your five-year-old self. Six-year-old, nine-year-old, what you are? <laughs> Y'all catching me. Them kids too smart. I said, boy, get out of here. <laughs> when you train your kids, you're like, boy, how you know all that? Boy, I have to read books. I have to catch up. I have to stay caught up. Y'all catching me. Because the kids are slipping on the principal. So he got the foundation. So he calculated his numbers. Hold on, Daddy, what's 135 times 2,031? And he calculated. I'm like, boy, what kind of calculator you got in yourself? And then they come up with the number. I'm behind the scenes writing it down. Boy, what you saying? Oh, Jesus. Are y'all catching me? See, the teacher say, yeah, yeah. All right, glory. Y'all catching what I'm saying? So <laughs> Paul is saying, listen, there's a foundation. And if you can get the foundation, we can build anything. When you lay the concrete, watch this. You have the infrastructure for impartation. You have the infrastructure to add whatever we need to add. See, once the foundation is laid, now, if you want to order a special oven, don't get the cheap one. I'm going to give you gifts with special ovens. And you, get the, you want to put extra stuff on the wall? Sure. But if you don't have the foundation, please don't do that. You're going to make this house fall quicker. Don't build that thing higher than it's supposed to be because it's going to fall faster. The infrastructure can't hold the weight of the pouring. It can't hold the weight of the impartation. Oh, yeah, we're going to be on this for a little bit. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? So I want you to understand, God is saying, let us go into perfection, not laying again the foundations of repentance from dead works and faith towards God. Of the doctrine of baptism and what? Uh-oh, so this is a principle? within the elementary elements and we have no idea so how can we go on to perfection and we're trying to do it in the way that we want to govern to do it are y'all catching what I'm saying 
it shows that there's self-government already being established within us to do growth the way we want to grow. Can I just get an amen? amen? Glory, thank you. Y'all catching me? Leaving the elementary, let's go on to perfection. And this is the elementary, not laying again the doctrine of baptism, laying on of hands. So he's talking about impartation where we don't even have the alignment of understanding of impartation. And so until we understand, well, it, it, it shows because our priority of growth, our priority of getting to where we need to go, it shows that we think we can get there without the infrastructure. So what happens is, they, many times we think the leaders are waiting on something for us to get there, and we're waiting for infrastructure. They're waiting on God to, no, we're waiting on infrastructure. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because if you lay hands too quickly, and the infrastructure is not established, you just anointed them to fall. And so it's not personal. Tell somebody it's not personal. So, see, this is why people get mad. It, people leave churches for this reason. Because they don't have the infrastructure, but they've been waiting on to get promotion. And they're wondering why they're not promoted. But you, you let somebody else come in, and they, you, y'all all right with this conversation? But you, you promoted them. What happened? Well, I've been here for six years. See, you now want to play politics with divine government. You want to play politics in the church. So now you qualify what promotion is. So you took God out of the element of being the head of the church to set your own infrastructure. See, you, you, we, we don't understand. This is why I always tell people, if you're going to run with anything in leadership, you better keep running. You better keep growing. Yo, hear what I'm saying? Because God knows what he wants to impart into you. Oh, yeah, hear what I'm saying? But he doesn't do that outside of the confines of the infrastructure that he's looking for out of you. Because if he's going to pour new wine, he needs that wineskin to be developed. He needs that wineskin to be established so that the government that's in you can hold the, 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 the security and the pureness through fellowship, through inspiration, through uh, uh, interpretation of what he wants to do in that area. And so any leader, any leader, as of Moses, he said, hey, all right, now you're complaining. I want you to get 70, I believe 70 elders, and you're going to lay hands and put your spirit into them. They're going to they're gonna do based on the spirit that comes from you. Now, did they pay for that? They didn't pay for that level, but they had an infrastructure that can sustain it. Oh, y'all stand with me. I know I'm moving fast. I don't have time to go through old Moses and everything. Y'all stand with me. They, they, they did not pay for it. Moses paid for it. But they paid for their infrastructure to handle. Which means God can grace you with stuff that you didn't even do. Just because the head. 
the, the, the prophecy that came, you can get the prophet reward. There's things that God has established for acceleration in the body, but believers don't know that acceleration alignment, so we have to settle for world exploration of understanding because people say they're Christians, but have no government behind what they're doing. Oh, today, oh man, everybody out there, Christians have no lines, no lines of, no lines of accountability. I'm not afraid to say it. And we go pay for their classes. I told you I don't work for the world. I work for the government of God. Oh yeah, you pay high prices for the classes. And they have no, you don't check, you, they ain't under nobody, ain't submitted under nobody, but you follow their program. All right, I know, I know, I know. See, these are closed door sessions. Y'all said y'all wanted to go into closed door session. Here you go. <laughs> I ain't say that. <laughs> Give me a mic ready. I, I'm, I'm gonna slow down a little bit. I, I just I don't want to go too fast or too hard. I, I'd rather take this in bite pieces. I, I'll hold it until. So, how many are catching what I'm saying here? So, I'm, I'm just talking about the impartation. So there's an elevation of importation that God has assigned and aligned for the body. Okay? Which means we grow one to another through importation. That's, there's a system that facilitates importation. And God wanted that to be a continuum in the body of Christ. Okay? This is an elementary principle of establishing the doctrine. All right? Which means this is not something new. All right? But the problem is when we don't know this, we don't have the, the understanding of this. What's happening is we don't have an expectation for that type of development, yet we want the gift or the calling that's not facilitating the infrastructure. All right? So God is saying, I'm trying to build a backbone in you. That's why you might be going through what you're going through. All right, we're going to wake up tonight. I thought the devil was just after me. No, I knew you were strong enough to handle it. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. See, I, I'm God. Tell somebody he's God. Yeah, what if, what if I knew you were strong enough to handle it? <laughs> what, what if I knew what's going to come out of this? Because of the infrastructure that I'm calling you to and the, the, what I'm trying to pour into you, you are not, you're not qualified to go the easy route. You're not qualified to go the easy route. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Let, let the religious folks kick the, see the religious folks can't handle teaching because they want to shout. And that's fine, they'll go to heaven shouting. But they won't conquer any of my, I won't give them keys. Because they're not interested in my government. They're interested in their line of interpretation of ministry. But I'm looking for someone who can go through the articulation agreement to get license and liberties and realms that deal with the adversary. That can, see, you don't, you cast out devils, but you wrestle with principalities. All right, see, I'm, I'm. I'm sorry, there's a lot have I haven't taught yet. You cast out devils, but we wrestle against. 
Our fight is not against flesh and blood, but principalities and power. You wrestle against principalities and powers, which means if you don't have the infrastructure to wrestle, you always are not going to, uh, you're not going to defeat that. So God gives you the infrastructure to wrestle. Sometimes that wrestling is not a day wrestle. Can you stand strong while a, a, a paladin is trying to deal with you? I'm really about to back up. I think I went way too far now. We're going to back up just a little bit. Take a couple of moon steps back. <laughs> so, so let <laughs> so let's take some let's take some steps. <laughs> Amen. How many of y'all been blessed so far? Oh, Jesus. All right, I'm gonna I'm I'm go ahead and go a little lighter. Are y'all are y'all good? So he's saying, let's, let's move past the elementary principles. Let's move on to what? Perfection. Perfection. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Not laying against these, even the laying on of hands. Are you catching what I'm saying? Go to Romans 10, 14. Romans 10, 14. See, we're laying the foundation. I'm trying to help you understand the principles that govern the laying on of hands. Understanding the the extension principle that governs um, your growth. While you're in planting and pursuit, you have to understand that there are divine maturation processes for impartation. Everybody wants impartation, but nobody wants to be prepared for it. Everybody wants to be imparted to, but nobody understands the, the preparation for it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so God is wanting us to understand. Now, Before I go there, I'm sorry, media people, I'm, I'm going to help you work just a little bit for me. Go back to the first scripture, if you can, and go to, go to Matthew. Y'all stay where you are. Go to Acts 9, verse 7, real quick. Now, this is the first scripture that we read. Now, we, read, we just read Paul, excuse me, Saul became Paul. Now, he thought he was doing God's work, crucifying Christians, crucifying believers. And he said, hey, who are you, God? God knocked him off the horse, knocked him down. Who are you, God? Lord, Lord, who are you? All right. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Go to the next one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes, somebody say his eyes, were open, he saw no one. Which means before you go into <laughs> any impartation, you got to learn how to walk without seeing. <laughs> Could it be that your eyes are open but your eyes are closed? Blind man walking. What is he teaching you? To walk by the Spirit. You're learning to what? It don't matter if anybody lay hands on you. If you don't know how to walk by the Spirit, we're going to have a problem. Because something is going to facilitate and, and break the cracks in you trying to work by the letter. Because the infrastructure wasn't established. So you're going to try to find ways to get yourself together by the letter where you don't have the capacity by the spirit. 
So the infrastructure wasn't meant to handle the level of levity to establish ministry. Because you're going into problems. Oh, I don't think Christians thought they were going in. You want You thought you were ministering to, to the healthy. How many of you know you, you, you saved to go deal with issues? Oh, you thought you were just saved to go get your blessing. See, uh, uh, oh, so you, you're ready for the blessing. You're not ready for the problem. We should have ordered a little more pizza, brother. <laughs> See, we made you prepare for the blessing. See, that's what all the excitement was. But nobody facilitated the, the, the environment for you to understand how to deal with the dealings of the devil that tries to deal with people. You, you can, you, you, you're ready for get your blessing and know all the good songs and yes and amen and all that stuff. But it's not yes and amen when the devil and the demonic is dealing with people. Can you go into the room when the, when the, the demise is in the room? Can you go tell the adversary to move off, cast the devil out, do what you need to do? Because we've been prepared for the prerequisite of blessing. Not knowing that the blessing is Christ, not your stuff. See, that's the problem already. It already shows that the facilitation of your leading, your guidance, your walk was not from the spirit government. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Somebody say, I'm governed by the Spirit. Come on, I'm governed by the Spirit. Yeah, it's by the Spirit. It's not by might, and it's not by your power. It's by the Spirit. Anything that points outside of the realms of the Spirit. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? He blinds him. What if God blinds you until you find the man you're supposed to go to? <laughs> How many years would God allow us to be blind until we find the right hand? Oh, oh yeah, we probably don't know the story. So God told a, a man called Ananias. He blinded Saul, and he said, hey, Ananias, we're going to read it, Ananias. Now, Ananias knew who Saul was, who became Paul. He knew him. He's like, no, I ain't going to that man. He killed Christians. Now, I don't know about you, but if God told me to go deal with a murderer that liked to kill us, I'm going to pray my death as I go. And I'm not going to be too motivated, but I got to be reminded that I died to the life. I, I, now, he had to ask the Lord again, God, did I hear right? See, see, you want to hear what you want to hear. See, I don't know about you. I probably thought I heard the devil. That ain't God. I rebuke that devil. In the name of Jesus, we cast down every high thing. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? God, I need three. You said it three times. I need an answer here. I need a sign, a wonder, a miracle. I need you to show it five times on this day and three times on that. See, you got to understand how God works. So there's a man called Ananias. He said, hey, 
I want you, there's going to be a man called Saul to come to you, and you're going to lay hands on him, and he's going to receive his sight. Which means, watch this, God orchestrated a man to set impartation to a man that he was going to use for his ministry. Which means your blindness might be an opportunity that you will see when you meet the right hands. Y'all better hear me. You've been waiting on the right hands to see. And maybe God left you blind because he didn't want you to see what you was going to see. Because if you saw what you were going to saw, you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't have gone where you were supposed to go. Wow. I'm going to blind you and you're going to be led. I'm gonna, you're going to learn to be led. You're not going to use your eyes. See, you keep using your eyes, you keep believing your own lie. I need to turn your eyes off. Some of you are wondering, what's wrong with me? It's nothing wrong with you. He turned your eyes off. And he's setting you up for impartation. He's building the infrastructure. Now when somebody lays hands on you, the impartation is able to handle the sight that you're going to walk in. Before there's impartation, there's preparation. There has to be divine preparation to facilitate, facilitate the impartation, which means there's a divine structure that has to be established. Ah, Jesus. I don't know if it's a sight shouting message here. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? She, she, he blinded him. Jesus. How many of you feel like you're walking by faith? <laughs> How many in, in all of your life you feel like you you at the point that you're walking like you never walked by faith before? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you've come to a place of blindness. I, I'm not allowing you to see the way you used to see. Even when I try to I, I try to wash my eye out to see. <laughs> I tried to cheat the process. I gotta see this guy. You, you even tried to fix it back. Work yourself way back. You tried everything you could and you still can't see the same way. Which means he's fixed something in you. And he's building the infrastructure to handle the maturity for the importation that's going to facilitate where you're going. Because where he's taking you, he doesn't have 20 years to wait for you to get it. Yeah, yeah, now you go. Now you're about to get it. He don't have 50 years for you to understand the whole Bible. It's impossible. So what he does, he facilitates a system where you go from one impartation to the next impartation for where he's called you. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Glory. So, glory. Come on, lift your hands and say, God, thank you for the impartation. Come on, say, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for still, you, you're building me. You, 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 you're developing me. You're preparing me. You're teaching me. We will stand to know you, God. Jesus. Go to 1 Timothy 5. No, I'm sorry. I had a scripture before that. Ah, glory. Go to Romans 10. Romans 10, 14. 
through 15. Romans 10, 14 through 15. You've you got to understand, I'm so sorry. Y'all stay with me. I'm so sorry. Go to Romans, real, real, before we go there, go to Romans 8, 5 through 8. Before we go there, I'm sorry. Romans 8, 5 through 8. And then we go to Romans, then we go back there. Right? For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. For those who live according to the flesh, they set their what? They set their minds on the things of the flesh. They set their minds on the things, which means... It doesn't matter what I say out of my mouth. If my mind is set on the flesh, anything that I'm going to facilitate, even if I'm using scripture, is still going to be fleshly. Because the outcome I'm looking for did not, it, it, it still didn't facilitate God's divine agenda. And that's a alignment issue. That's not a desire issue. Why? Because once I'm in alignment, God doesn't care that I seek. All right, see, all right, see, see, this is where we get in trouble because people don't set balances. See, if I say that your desire because you wanted something is bad, that's wrong. That's improper doctrine. It's not right. That's not what I said, though. What I did say is before you seek, you need proper alignment. He said, for those who have risen with Christ, now seek those things which are above. Amen. So the problem is, you got to learn to be aligned to rise and then seek. But we try to seek on ground. So we work in the, we work in the arena that the adversary work in, and we wonder why we get deceived. Because we're still on ground and trying to seek. With God, it don't matter because you're using God's words, you're on ground. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? So you got to learn to step up in the realms of the spirit. And now God reveals those things. God, I, need, I want this for your glory. Even taking care of your family is for his glory. What, what if the priest, there's a car called a prayer, priest, priest, prayer, what if the prayers is too small for what God wants you to do? But see, you keep thinking, all right, you keep thinking that was about you. Somebody say value. Now let me ask you, if you have a GMC, do you get more protection in that than the Prius? Yeah, I'm talking about the compact. Okay, so which one would you want? To protect better. The big, oh, so is that wrong? That's evil to want something to protect more? See, I'm showing you something. The way we look at the kingdom is wrong. And that's why we got extremes going down that road, extremes going down that road, and we don't have a balance. We don't understand. Because somebody lost the way. Some of these things that we talk about is not even a question. But it's easy to deceive those who are not committed to the spirit. They're out of alignment. It's easy to deceive. That's why we have these shows and videos that people talk about. Why are we talking about that? There's no question about prosperity. Why are we talking about stuff like that? That tells, see, those who are in the kingdom of God don't have those conversations. Because we understand what facilitates governing entities. And we're not ashamed of it either. 
Because whether it burned down or not, it's Christ, the hope of glory. But we're not ashamed if he want to do it. So we don't sit around, well, you know, I'm not trying to be all that. No, see, see that's people who haven't learned that God wants to play his card. All right, all right, y'all growing, glory. Y'all getting something out of it? So God is building you to be mature to stand in his name. Because there are certain people who won't listen to you until you got something behind your name. (laughs) Glory. Yet, in the kingdom, it's not about this stuff. Uh, Y'all tracking? Yet, in the kingdom, you get this. It's all his anyway. So by default, you get the stuff. I'm not telling you that. The Bible told you that. Seek ye kingdom, the kingdom first, and all these things shall be added. Why he's adding to you? Because you're carrying his name. Why would I want you busted, broken, and disgusted, and you're carrying my name? That's not a good testimony. You busted and you're talking about God saved. You don't look saved, baby. You need to look like you toothbrush and everything else. See, see, I'm trying to help you understand. It doesn't mean that somebody's not there, not saved. However, he don't want you to stay there. It's not holy to be broken. That's a curse. That's a curse. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Tell somebody, I break that curse in Jesus' name. Glory. Glory, glory. All right. Oh, see, these are days I I wish I had about three more hours. All right. Glory to God. They like three more hours, brother. I got three children. You need to move on. (laughs) Glory. All right. How many of y'all getting this? Now, watch this. Uh, Where did I I take you? Okay, 8-5. All right, so, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is life and what? Peace. So anybody, if you're going to navigate in the Spirit, you should be operating from life and peace. So when I'm not, I'm saying I'm, I'm going by the Spirit, but I don't have life and Something has distorted my doctrine. Y'all catching me? But we're returning tonight. Glory to God. Can you say amen? No. To be spirit of mind, life is be. Because the carnal mind, this is where we're going. The what? Now, what is the carnal mind? Flesh. The mind of the flesh. The mind of the flesh. Can anybody explain that to me a little bit more? Yes, the mind of the flesh. But see, all flesh is not bad because the Bible says you are beautifully and wonderfully made. So all flesh is not bad. There is a governing aspect of your flesh, the mind of the flesh. That's contrary to the spirit. Right? So how does that work? How does that work? How do you know if you're in the flesh or the spirit?
I love y'all tonight. I love y'all tonight. I love y'all tonight. How, how, how do you know if you're in the flesh or the spirit? You're opposite. But how do you know? Because your thoughts are not lining with the what? Okay, where's the word of God? In the spirit. Where's the spirit? It's in you. So how do I know I'm operating from the spirit or not? I, it doesn't align with the spirit in me. But the spirit in me has to be in aligned with God. So if the spirit in me is not aligned with God, and I'm not in proper divine alignment, how do I know if it's the spirit of God or the spirit of error? So this is why we've got to be in divine alignment and be led by the spirit. Y'all catching me? You have lack of peace unless, watch this, the doctrine was established wrong. And if you stay in that doctrine wrong, the devil can manipulate what you consider peace and not. Does that make sense? So when I was in the world, I did, some nights I thought I felt like peace, but I could have been. Y'all all right. Sipping it up, whatever in it up, glory to God. Thank you, thank you, Joanne, because this church act like they just, uh-huh, glory. So, so, so you thought you was at peace, though, right? So you didn't have the facilitation of the government in you to know if it was peace or not. Y'all catching me? So, so it's, not, it's, not all, it's not just that. Because doctrine has to be established in rightly divided order for you to have a conviction that, uh, that, that facilitates the conviction. Does that make sense? Now, let's keep reading that real quick. This is also... Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to what? Whoa! Oh, that's a powerful statement there. I just explained that just to you. It's not subject to the what? So it doesn't, it's not subject to it. So it won't, it won't know, it won't feel it. You won't know if it's right or wrong. It's not subject. It, the carnal mind is not subject to it. So I don't have to, I don't have to do that. So now you got to work on euphoria to confirm what you feel to know if it's right or wrong. But it's not governed through the proper doctrine to have a conviction that facilitates the law. Does that make sense? So, for example, how many of you are learning more now? All right, so if you do something in what you know now, you have a conviction about it. Let me all say, well, shoot, I need to get out of here because I don't need to know any more now. <laughs> Brother, I'll stop right there. <laughs> now watch this. This is how it works. The law works. If you know to do good and don't do it, that was sin to you. Oh, so hold on. We, we even held to different law capacity? Hold on, God. So now you're holding me to a higher standard of law because of what I know? according to the doctrine that's established within me? Are y'all catching where I'm going here? So the corner mind is not even subject to the law of God. 
That's why God is saying it's enmity against me. It's against me. So anytime that you're operating and you have a, a, a natural-based common carnality, you're not actually with me. I don't care if you call you, 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 you could be doing things against me. And you won't even know it. Because your common is carnal. Your common is what? So there's no real submission. Now, the Bible tells us that Jesus said many are still babes. So he, he, he still don't hold them accountable for a whole lot of stuff because they don't have the governing factors yet. Yet we need to, we're teaching why we need to mature. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So God is so loving that he allows us to be carnal, but he don't, see, but we don't have the government to facilitate that carnality, right? So he has to hold us accountable to what we do know about, amen? And knowing him is different from don't. So many of us in condemnation thinking that we knew and you actually didn't know. So tell somebody, come out of condemnation. Watch this, because if you knew, you wouldn't have did it like that. So be careful of thinking that you know what you actually don't know. I hear many Christians who are actually babies, and they act like they know. They don't know. You think you know because you've been in church, but if I go through the government of God, you have no idea. So you actually don't know. You know according to that church, but you don't know in accordance to the government of God. I'm going to say that again. You know according to your church, but you don't know what facilitates the government of God. Those are two different things. Yet the government needs to be established in the church. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? All right, glory. Let me go ahead and get you to the end. Lord, Lord. How many of y'all learning something here? Glory. Now, I want you to understand. Let, let's move on from there. Now, I want you to go real quick to me, with me. I'm, I'm paraphrase real quick and we'll get out of here. Now, the Bible tells us in Romans 10, 14 through 15, I'm going to paraphrase. How, how then shall they call upon him who, have, who they not believe? How shall they hear, excuse me, they believe in him? This is Romans 10, 14. Um, how then shall they call upon him who they not believe? How shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they hear without a what? Preacher. Hold on. Before you qualify the preacher, watch this. How shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings to the good tide. Now, I want you to understand, when he's talking about how can they hear without a preacher, you can be the preacher. Now, he's not talking about the office of a preacher right now. How good are the feet who go preach glad tidings, all right? You have an evangel evangelistic expression, right? So you're preaching the gospel, the good news too. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? But how can they hear without it? But how can, they, how can they go preach unless they are? How, do you know if you're listening to somebody who was sent? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I know, baby, I'm coming out, I'm coming out. Glory. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? God is looking for, I, I'm going to close here. God is looking for, I, I really, Jesus, I'm just at the, the top, middle. 
and I'm, I didn't get to the end, but we'll, we'll finish it later. God is looking for the proper establishing of the infrastructure in you for impartation, which means there's a, a preparation for impartation. Many of us are looking to be promoted without the facilitation of the infrastructure. And you say, well, why is it taking so long? Because are you are going through the proper protocols by the Spirit for God to do the infrastructure in you. Although God gives you strength, he also gives you weaknesses to facilitate those with facilitate you with strength. And if you don't learn how to get your weaknesses to his strength, you're not learning how to stay committed to the walking of the working of the spirit. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Somebody say I'm in his hands. If you're in his hands, let yourself be in his hands in every aspect of your life. Paul said, I'd rather glory in my weakness, Jesus. No, he said, I'd rather glory in my weakness. Uh, Y'all missed it. I will rather glory. This man is saying, I will rather glory. When I have a weakness, I glory. <laughs> yeah, listen, he's saying when I'm going through, I'm excited. Because he learned that when I have a weakness, Jesus, that gave me an opportunity for strength. And now I go. But we stay broken in our weaknesses. And God is saying, you know I'm the answer, right? You know I'm the answer, right? You know. But we found other answers. That's the problem. We, we found other ways. That's the problem. Are you catching me? And God wants you to know that he is the way, the truth, and the life. I, I, the, the, the last scripture I was going to read, the Bible tells us to lay hands on no man, least you take, you, you take part in their sins. Lay hands on no man suddenly. Why? They don't have the infrastructure. So everybody want to be promoted, but do you have the infrastructure? Everybody want to be imparted to, but do you have the what? God wants us to learn how to get our wine skins ready. You say, what am I doing? I'm getting my wine skins ready. I'm going through the process with the Spirit. I'm learning. I'm going to walk with the Spirit, and then I'm going to go in conversations, and I'm going to learn how to be quiet. But I'm going to learn to navigate with the Spirit. I'm going to go through things, but I'm going to learn with the Spirit. He's teaching me how to communicate. I'm going to go through things, and he's teaching me how to be, stop being offended, being defensive. He's teaching me how to run to him. Even when the person wrong, I don't have justification. It don't matter about what you do. It didn't matter about what you said. It wasn't about you. It was about my infrastructure to, to have the ability for impartation. See, justification in the, in the government of God, it, 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 you don't get a pass. I, I don't, you, you don't get a pass because God already gave grace in the inability of who we are. So if he can't find the glory out of your inability, you actually did not show his grace in that. You showed yourself. So now you want promotion without the infrastructure and you still get offended. When people still have to handle you lightly because we don't know which button is going to trigger you. 
Can y'all say amen? I'm going to close right there. Y'all all right? I'm going to pray for you. God is looking to continue to do what he's doing in you. Somebody say, God is for me. How many of y'all feel that tonight? How many of y'all see that a little bit better tonight? Come on, you, 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 you're on your way to being what God has called you to be. You're on your way. You're already what God is calling you to be. Stay with him. Amen? I'm opening up the line. I want to hear. I'm going to pray, and then I'm opening up the line to hear a couple of comments, questions, highlights that you heard tonight. Amen? I want you to just close your eyes real quick. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. Thank you that you're preparing our infrastructure. You're preparing our souls that we can be imparted to. You designed your body in such a way that we can walk in alignment. We can walk in extension of your grace, your power, your might, your authority. So, Father, I pray that you touch your people tonight, that you empower them tonight, you renew their minds tonight, that they may know the hope and the calling for which you have called them. Lord, we thank you for the empowerment. We thank you for the transformation of mind. Somebody say, my mind is transformed. My mind is transformed. It's renewed. And in this renewed mind, in this transformed mind, I have freedom. I have liberty. I have, come on, I take it now. I don't, I, I don't ask for it. I take my freedom. He said, come boldly to the throne room of grace, which means you don't ask for it anymore. You learn to come boldly to it. So, God, today I take my mind back. I take my freedom back. I hold to it tonight. And I thank you, Lord, for the grace to hear your word, to perceive your word, to give me an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thank you for the ear to hear, God. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy to be praised. We thank you for your word tonight, establishing us helping us to come in divine alignment tonight. And now that we know, God, we're going to say yes. We're going to submit to the process so we can facilitate the grace that you want to impart. Walk with us. Move with us. For it's in you that we have our being. We thank you tonight. In Jesus' name. There's a sweet spirit in here. I want you to take this home and stay with it. Can you say amen? I'm going to open up the line really quickly. I want you to just at least put somebody to put a highlight, a question, a comment, something out there. Come on, pull it out there. You get the opportunity. Let's pull it out there tonight. Amen? Anybody with a question, comment, or highlight? Hallelujah. Are we allowed to do testimonies? Yes, go for it. Okay. Um, well... Y'all know my story, but like today was something. Today was something that I really did need to hear. Amen. Uh, like even when like yesterday I was struggling, today I was struggling, um, and so like I didn't know what this Bible said it was gonna hold. Like I was just like I'm gonna come up in here, you know, because of the things that I was dealing with. But I was worrying about why God did did what He did. Um, you know, you was talking about the blindness, and then. He'll lead you, and you, your eyes will open. It's like boom, and then you know, until today, until this moment, I was like, I always was asking why, 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 and then the enemy was beating me up about it. And I'm just upset about my life and yeah. everything. And then 
it's just like, well, wait, you're missing the biggest picture that God opened it. So now he's really trying to put you where he needs you. Amen. And so, like, it's like I did a whole 360 yes. just now because, you know, I really was getting beat up by it, like, legit. Yeah. Um, and then just being in this moment just really, really helped me. It's like my eyes opened again, like, hold on. Amen. Shake back because, really, you don't know how much of a blessing this is about to be. And then you said, you know, God will lead you into the right hands. Yes. You know, I still was even struggling, like, man, what if I wasn't even supposed to be here? Yeah. Like, you know, like, just confusion to the max because, yeah. like, did I even hear God? Like, what am I doing? Right, right. So, you know, it's just like, when you said that, I was like, God, did I touch the right hand? Yeah, you touched it, you know, and then you're going to keep going. Amen. And so it was just like, okay, wow, you know, and so, like, I'm going to, well, I'm going to say now I'm going to um, keep going because I'm not going to allow myself to just sit there and be sad, but I need to keep focusing on the glory, the grace yes. that truly had me here, that led yes. me here yes. um, from to freedom, straight to freedom. Amen. Because truly, if God's hand wasn't on it, I probably would be dead somewhere or lost to the yeah. max. Yeah. Um, so, like, this really is like a testimony, you know. Amen. I'm not going to cry. I'm tired of crying. I can't. I don't have no more Amen. in me. But yeah, this was this was this was good. This was needed. You know, Amen. I really was like, I'm not gonna get nothing out of this. But then I did. You know, I was. I even told Julie, I was like, I'm falling asleep. Like I don't know if you saw my head was bobbing, but I knew that was the enemy trying to say, don't listen to this word. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I woke up. Like, Amen. And so it's like now, when I walk out this door, I'm still holy i'm still in the righteousness That's of right. god through jesus christ That's right. and i'm still gonna like keep walking through the journey even though yes. i don't even know where to go right now but it's just like okay god if i hold on to you because i touched the right hand yes i'm gonna just keep going on that like That's just right. legit keep going and keep going you know amen I can't dwell too much so, yeah. amen give her a hand clap i'm proud of you how many of you know when you have the right heart god will lead you to the right place no matter where you are no matter what you're stuck in, no matter what you, it doesn't matter what line you, you've messed up in. If you keep the right heart, God will direct you to the right place. This is why I say don't ever let a leader rebellion become your, 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 your rebellion because God will still lead you to the right people. I've, I'm, 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 I'm a, a mere image of that. Are you hearing me? Okay. Because in the body we understand submission, but I've been through different types but through the pureness of heart God led to the right place if you keep the pure in heart you will always see where God is taking you you'll always see God in the right format amen bless you mind thank you so much for that you, you're in the right place God bless you anybody else question comment or highlight Mister. good to see you my man that's something uh, that stood out. Um, I've, I've always known this story of, you know, Paul on the road to Damascus and it, the Holy Spirit blinding his eyes, you know, having yes. the scales. Um, but the way you broke it down um, and said that, you know, oftentimes God will blind our eyes until we have the right hands, Yes. you know, to lead us. And, and when I thought about that, um, oftentimes whenever we hear the term like tunnel vision, we, we think, of, think of it like in the negative. Right. Sense because it's a lacking, you know, you only see this much, you know. Um, when I think about the Christian walk, we are to have tunnel vision. Yeah. Because as Christians, we 
oftentimes we feel based on where we're at right. in our life or in our walk or in our title, so to speak. Come on. Um, education, what have you, that we do see all. You know, yes. We do know it all. Come on. The truth of the matter is, right. is that we are to see in the tunnel. Yes. I always do this, this illustration. We see this. God sees this. Yes. He sees this. You know, his vision is so broad. And I think about the analogy of the ant. You know, when you ever you look at an ant, you know, as he walks or, you know, what have you, and we stand over these ants, they don't see everything on how far they have to go or, or what's right. going on. But when we look right. down at them, we see everything. You see what I mean? And that's oftentimes how we're to view God or view this Christian walk as we're ants, you know, and, 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 he, and he's leading us. You know, yes. rather he sees everything, you know, above us, you know. And so when you so when you mentioned that, you know, I I knew the analogy that I wanted to use, but I, I never heard it broken down like that. Amen. But as as believers, we are to have tunnel vision because we recognize or should recognize that that that, that God sees everything. He sits high and he looks down low. Come on, man. Amen. 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 That's powerful. You you know, thank you. Appreciate it. The the road. He said it's narrow. The way I take it is narrow. And so I have to blind you sometime because you're going to learn to have tunnel vision by the Spirit. Because your, your degree has made you see too much. Your job has made you see too much. Your, your priorities have made you see way too much. Where you don't even consider what I want to consider. You even justify over what I want to consider. And when you come for impartation, you wonder why it's waiting. Because you haven't stayed enough for the infrastructure to facilitate that impartation. Because my government men, my, my men, don't, they know we don't lay hands suddenly. Because there's a governing infrastructure that's needed to be established to do that work. Okay? There's something that needs to be established where compromise is not credible here. So we, we got to text, where are you still compromised? Because once you come here for that impartation, it's not credible in that realm. So you, can't, you don't get the baby story here. You don't get I didn't know here. You catch me? So the infrastructure is prearranged already. So God is establishing things in us. That when the power of wisdom, the when, see, I always say this, sight is not always exciting. Because you have to learn to keep the heart for it. you got to be able to walk lives through it. Do you have a capacity for pain when somebody, you know somebody going to lie to you? Do you have the capacity to stay with them? Because God told you to? And you're going to keep a smile on your face. And you're going to love them. And you're going to keep walking them through. If I gave some of y'all the calls I get, with all types, drunk, high, just shoot up in their arm, and they just need a prayer. See, can you facilitate pain? Feed them enough for what they need at the moment. Oh yeah, no, this, this is real. Just got hit. I need you to pray for me, I'm trying. 
out of their mind and going speaking double. And I have to pray right there to keep their mind stayed in one level. Are y'all here? See, you're walking. You, you got to have and, and, and be able to go home without wrapping your mind around that. See, this, we've made it a prize game for promotion. And God is saying, I'm trying to protect my people and really give them the infrastructure for pain. So they are not broken in the process. I don't know about you, that sounds like a good God to me. That, that sounds like a good God to me. You, 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 you want to protect me in the process of going towards you. Anybody else? Anything? Any questions, comments, or highlights? Amen. I want you to really meditate on what we talked about tonight. We're going to actually continue on this, this road. How many of y'all was blessed by that? How many of y'all happy to hear about that? We're going to go down these roads. I believe God is shifting the message just a little bit. Because if we don't understand how to establish growth, how to establish maturity, it will be a great insult to try to tell you that it's possible and you don't understand the lines that govern it. It's, uh, can I tell you another one? It's impossible for the expectation of what we want to do in this church without maturity and elements of spiritual maturity. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. You're not just dealing with people who are coming in with problems. You're dealing with principalities, which means, do I have a team that can wrestle right? Or as soon as I establish something, now, they're going to, your house is going to be a, see, sometimes God puts a stoppage because if you do what I want, really want to do, see, that's maturity. So now I have to facilitate and, 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 and build an infrastructure that can handle the proper weight of ministry. At least you lay hands quickly, and the day that I send souls, now those who are supposed to facilitate, their homes are destroyed because they couldn't pick when the adversary was coming in. I'm giving you a glimpse of the seriousness of the government. That's why I brought this about, because I think sometimes we, our perception about growth in the church is totally wrong. It's Ameri it, we have this Americanized view, and it's totally not what God is saying. So this helps us to get comfortable with the process, but not comfortable in a state where we're going to stay still. Now we understand, hold on, I'm going to have to get, let them build the infrastructure. So the oil that's poor, can the, the wineskin can handle the oil. The wineskin can handle the importation. Does God want to duplicate it? I, do, do God want to lay hands on you, give you wisdom beyond your understanding? Absolutely. But we need infrastructure. Can I poke you without worrying about you, your offense? 
Can I check your attitude? You still mad? <laughs> or do I got to worry about you leaving because I hit you too hard? So God is looking for vessels who can stay in the path. And through the process, you're going to see the manifestation of God. For every, everybody in here who loves Jesus, you want to see souls saved. But I want you to know there's a way. And you have to be a part of the way. And for you to be a part of the way, you've got to get out your own way. Can you stand to your feet? Glory, Jesus. Mm. Can I help you understand how to, to find the way easier? You ready? You know how you walk in the way easier? Find the vein of intimacy. And don't let nobody take it away from you. See, there's a, there has to be a song that you got to let play in you. See, now I'm teaching on fellowship. Fellowship with the Spirit. You got to learn how to fellowship because you, you, you cannot facilitate the. See, you got to still go through the processual with, with the Spirit. So He has to teach you things. It's better be taught in intimacy with God. So you're flowing without fear. And see, when you're flowing without fear, you don't care what people say. You're going to love them with a smile on your face because you understand that God is better because you're flowing internally in fellowship. So it's not personal. And then he brings answer through wisdom. So now you're critically thinking with the spirit. You're bringing answers and building infrastructures and people like, hold on, did you trick me? This is starting to work out. I don't even know why it's working out. Because now you tapped into the wisdom of God. Now you tapped into the counsel of God. Now you tapped into the inspiration of understanding with God. Oh, y'all hear what I'm With God, nothing is impossible. Now, what have you made impossible? Your impossibility might be what God is waiting on for you to submit to his possibility. Tell somebody it's possible with him. What makes it impossible is we're out of intimacy. You know, sometimes when I'm working, 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 I, and I seemingly fall out, I'll wait till I get it back. I'll wait two hours. Which song we going to, oh, this, we're going to be here for a while. Y'all go ahead and take your shoes off. We're going to be here for a while. And I'll know when I get there. You, you, oh, so you want to live, you want to work for the government. But you don't want to gain the tools for it. All right, you're on the game of two? All right, we're going to wait. It doesn't matter if it's going to take three hours. You ready? Oh, you got to go eat. Because your natural body is going to die. See, God is able. Don't ever say God not able. It wasn't about the ability of God. It was about the willingness of us. 
when you look at anything that's broken, don't ever question God's ability. Question the willingness of man. See, I'm giving you a principle of doctrine right now. Right now, you're learning doctrine. Don't ever question God's ability. Question the ability of man. I can point to you the lacking of man to every one of those. Don't tell me that's what God wanted. All right. See, that's an easy get out. God just wanted it. What if he didn't? What if we didn't want it, him enough? Are y'all catching what I'm saying? Some of y'all are getting ready to come into the closed door room conversation. You say, what are you preparing me for the closed door conversation? God is about to push you forward. Somebody say I'm pushing, being pushed forward. I, I want you to be excited because the fact that you're here and able to sit under these messages show that you have an ear to hear. Give yourself a hand clap. Amen. It already shows that you desire God in another level. Many are called, but few are chosen. I, I believe God that you're the chosen one. I believe in God that I preach to chosen people. I don't mean the call to not saved. It's just I preach the chosen. It's a different message. I, I let the call stay where they are. But the chosen, you know you don't get that. You, you don't, no, you don't have the ability to do it like that. You, you got to do it the way God has called you to do it. I want to pray for you. Tonight I wanted to restore hope. Tonight, I believe this message restored hope. And in that hope, you're going to walk. You're going to battle, but you're going to walk. Can you say amen? Close your eyes. Father, we thank you for your grace, your might, your power. We pray that we be led on. You are good, and there is no one like you. We love you, Jesus. And we thank you. We praise your holy name. Lead and guide us, O oh God. We thank you for the love and the care for our life. We know that you're leading us on. We thank you for the capacity of grace that you've given us already. We will live from it now. And know that you're God. God, thank you for mercy that endures. You're always showing your love to us. Yet we were sinners, you died. Yet we mess up, you give us another chance. Yet we keep getting it wrong, you tell us to jump right back in. That love is too much. It's so good, God. And we thank you for it right now. We thank you that we, are, we, are, we arise tonight. We, tr we thank you for the transformation of mind and the stability of heart. We will see on to see your glory. Leading God, we thank you for provoking us. We thank you for renewing and rejuvenating us. Restoring the quickening in us. Come on, say God, thank you for restoring the quickening in me.
Yeah, we don't pray without a quickening. Thank you for restoring the quickening in me. God, I pray for a quickening. When you quicken me, it's not hard to pray. I pray by the Spirit. Thank you for restoring the quickening in me. Quicken me, God. Thank you for it tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. 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 Can you give God a hand? Play. Glory. Glory. I love you all. Let God quicken you. How many of you don't know you need a quickening of God? Come on, I was driving to work today, and I got quickened right in the car. I kept riding. bro. Come on, I don't, hey, I don't lose my moments. Meetings got to wait. Hey, you don't lose those moments. Fighting in regular prayer, but I got it in the car. See, that was a God moment. Come on, you got to take advantage of God moments. God quickened me. If he quickened you, oh, we're going down the road. We're getting heart to heart. Amen. Y'all don't want to stay here. Get out of here. I got four kids. I got to get home. Ah, I love you. I'll see y'all Sunday. God bless you.